All right. Topics worthy of discussion. And you bet we have a great panel today. We have Anthony Fury uh, from the Sun and Post Media columnist and national comment editor. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Arlene. All right. And we have Dan Moulton, consultant at Crestview Strategy, public affairs agency, and a former advisor in the McGinty and Wynn governments joining us. And Peter Tabbins, MPP for Toronto Danforth and the NDP's energy and climate change critic. So welcome. We have uh, we have people en route, so <laughs> they will join us. All right, Anthony, why don't I begin with you? The topic of the day really is this fiscal update, a little bit of a mini budget. Kind of went all over, reacting, of course, to what's happening in the United States of America. Can you give it a mark yet? Well, there's some good stuff there for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of businesses, business associations, Canadian Federation of Independent Business, uh, manufacturers and exporters, they were saying, look, we are at a major competitiveness issue here compared to the U.S. I mean, all this Trump tax cut stuff he's doing, who knows if it'll work for the r- long run. But mm-hmm. right now, it's really eating our lunch. We need to copy this. We need to mimic it. And one thing they wanted was these capital cost allowances and write-offs for for new things they're buying. Let us write 100% off right away, please. That's what we need. Bill Murnau has listened to this. He's decided it's the right thing to do. So he's gone ahead and done this. And and I think it was the right choice. However, it's lost revenues of like $12 billion. Mm-hmm. That's jacking the deficit up to $18 billion. It was only supposed to be 5.8 this year. That was what they campaigned on back in the day. And, you know, I, I support the measure that they're doing, but if they hadn't done these deep deficits without good reason... You got it. In and the you know, the economists years, said this before. Exactly. You Why are you doing it when you don't need it? And here we go. And they had this extra, was it $20 billion? Yep. And we have more deficits as well. All right, Peter Tabbins... What do you what do you make of this? I mean, uh, is are you giving it a pass? Or are you giving it a thumbs down? <laughs> We're talking about the federal budget, I'm assuming. Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not giving it a pass. I would say that. <gasps> oh, shock. <laughs> I, I, Dan, I know. I I'm wouldn't taking have you that, back. Peter. I wow. know. Oh, okay. Well, there are times, Dan, when I want to surprise you. Clearly, I have been able to do <laughs> yeah, it. Today. It's good to keep every people Wednesday. On I come every every Wednesday, I know. No, I, I, again, this is a, a government that's interested in giving big write-offs for private jets, but not interested in dealing with the kinds of things that people need to have addressed. They're having a tough time with their credit cards, with the consumer debt. They're not seeing the investments in a national drug program. This is a government that really is very business-oriented, not oriented towards the people of Canada. And I don't think people are going to like this budget at all. Dan, what do you say? I mean, you know, someone can take a look at it and say these strategic tax incentives are not a bad idea. But we heard a little bit, and I thought it was interesting, is we heard Mr. Morneau kind of say, well, why should we act like the United States of America? So there we have these strategic incentives, and then we have this kind of an an inkling or a hint that those polls really do seem to go up if there is some kind of an antagonism between the United States and Canada there. Look, Arlene, I think they're... Federal government's clearly doing something right. I mean, Canada's got the uh, fastest growing mm-hmm. economy among the world's top seven. We've got the lowest unemployment in 40 years. Uh, 
And in the polls, the federal government is doing exceedingly well. We've got 60% approval for the prime minister's job performance. The liberals are I don't know. Some of the uh, polls I've been seeing have Andrew Scheer neck and neck there. uh, I I don't know which polls those would be. Uh, They'd be very very niche polls, probably from like the Rebel or something like that. Uh, Eric Mm, Grenier of the CBC today had a big piece going with Reid. The uh, mm-hmm. aggregate numbers, the Liberals uh, well in the lead of the other parties, the NDP sagging uh, far, far behind. So, I mean, look, the government's clearly doing something right here. The, the public is responding, the economy is responding. Uh, and, and I think that the country, uh, according to uh, most Canadians uh, who would agree, that we're moving in the right direction. Are we? Uh, I swing back to you, Anthony, here. We do get, this is a sneak peek of where they're going to go. How is Andrew Scheer feeling about this as he looks at this fiscal update? Because he's got a, you know, a little bit of a peek on what their plans are. I think he's feeling a little nervous and I think he's feeling a little uncertain because that's mm-hmm. the type of leader he is. He doesn't really step up to knock it out of the park. He, he sits back and goes, okay, what, what do other people want me to do? How should I respond? And the challenge here, that credit to Justin Trudeau to get people to believe that you need to go into massive deficits when you're not in a recession. And that's a verboten thing. You know, Tom Mm -hmm, Mulcair, mm -hmm. he was not willing to do that. Jack Layton would not have done that. I mean, it was just a massive no-no. Even uh, provincially, you know, Charles Souza, Mm -hmm. whenever he would announce the deficit, he'd announce in this, "Uh, guys, you know, I know, I just, I got to do it. I'm sorry. You know, don't worry, we're going back to black. I promise we're not here for long. Trudeau didn't do, he said, oh yeah, it's it's big deficit time, baby. Just watch this. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) And people bought it. So he almost Mm -hmm. sort of psychologically changed the way the public... Uh, looks at deficits, perhaps to our peril, and this budget, and, and they're also ramping up the Canada Child Benefit, and they're giving out some other freebies. Mm-hmm. This is them still buying people with their own money, but with their deficit money, and it's a sign they're going to double down in the next election because they so feel like they saying? haven't heard from it. Yeah, he pulled it out and he put on the plaid jacket and white shoes, and you think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, and I, I kind of criticizing did. Andrew Shear here that maybe he doesn't have the right stuff to do that. Well, well but Doug Ford st- put his two feet planted firmly on the ground. He said, "No, this isn't how we do it. It's not how families balance their books. I ain't doing it. We're cleaning up the books." And people what? bought it from Ford because he sold it right. I don't know if Shear's right. going to oh, sell on. it that. All right. Right. Is that the, is that really the case here? Because as you're talking, I want to be fair. You know, there is a very good argument that Doug Ford is here because it was a vote against Kathleen Wynne and that not, he didn't necessarily lay out exactly what he was going to do. And those polls that are not from the rebels, sir, may I say, uh, they have been neck and neck and the liberals have to have their eye wiped a little bit here. You know, it shows that maybe the the carefulness of Andrew Scheer is, is not so unwise. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to talk more about Andrew Scheer if we knew where he was or what he what he stood for. I mean, he didn't even stand in the House today to respond to the fall economic statement. He didn't speak to the media afterwards. I don't think most listeners know who we're talking about when we talk about Andrew Scheer. Uh, the leader of the federal conservatives, uh, for those that aren't aware, he he doesn't register with Canadians. He's not made any mark on the map. Probably more people could list the name of the leader of the New Democrats right now, which is a surprising feat uh, for for most Canadians. And oh, so I don't I would know. Say, That's a bit of a stretch. I know. Because we'll get to you. Uh, yeah, it is. And you have to admit, it's a bit of a stretch. It is a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, Peter, you know, I know the, what is Jagmeet Singh thinking about this? Well, I, his approach on this is the same as mine would be, and that's that this is a budget that reinforces the, the liberal program of looking after wealthy people and forgetting about the rest. I don't think there's any question about that. As to, to Andrew Scheer, I think Andrew's going to have a huge problem with Doug Ford uh, demolishing the Tories in Ontario over the next year or so. Uh, that is going to be a big issue for him, and he's going to – I think this is – 
a man who's going to want to be as far away from Doug Ford as he possibly can. He may not think that today, but I have to tell you, Ford is mobilizing that vote that wants to oppose Tories under all kinds of conditions. He is not reaching out beyond his base at all. And some of the stuff that's going on, which is, I presume, going to be on the program later, about uh, a government that's very happy to give political direction to the police is not yeah, actually going to. Yeah, we're going to get to that. We're, we're, we're it, gonna, that is not going to help mean, I'm anybody. I'm interested to know, though, Peter talks about this government, uh, the, this uh, fall economic statement being in favor of the wealthy. I'd be interested to know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I heard Jagmeet Singh saying this earlier. We're seeing a massive improvement in the, the Canadian child benefit. We're seeing a big improvement for uh, the tax treatment for uh, low-income earners. Uh, we're seeing very favorable tax improvements for job creators, actually helping people get jobs and, and earn a good living. Exactly what about this fall economic statement from your perspective isn't in favor of real working people as opposed to corporations? Because I know it's an easy thing to say, but it's not a very easy thing to prove based on what I'm All right, let me ask you, what is this? There's a little bit of question marks around this, uh, this, uh, all this money that was put, I think it's $755 million for a social science investments or whatever. There's oh, a, dear. It doesn't uh, sound good. No, it sounds <laughs> like one of those things that there's a lot of question marks and a lot of uh, maybe a, a liberal thing that you can hand out money for your friends. Or, I don't know I, that. No, the Tories are, are really good about? at that. Come on. They have no no monopoly on that. And I did have a question here from Dan, and I think the simple reality is when we look through that budget, there are tax credits, tax allowances, tax cuts, for business that make them extraordinarily happy. The I wasn't kidding when I said there are write-offs for purchase of private jets and limos. That isn't where Canadians are at. They want investments in their lives. Uh, and frankly, a child tax credit, when you don't have a national program for childcare, is not going to give people the childcare that they need. We have a childcare crisis in this city, in this province, in this country, and we need a government that's actually going to step on and deal with that. We also need a government that's going to lead on national pharmacare, which would save this economy, this country, an awful lot of money and make an cost, awful lot of people's lives a lot better. Cost a lot as well. All right, yes, we're going to well, pick- Medicare costs a lot too, but frankly, it's a lot better than the American system. All right, well, short yeah, break, short break, there. and we're going to return to this. And plus, we're going to talk about St. Michael's School, and we're going to get to that uh, story about Ontario Premier Doug Ford and the Chief of Staff and the police. Short break, and we will return with our panel here topics worthy of discussion and the sponsor is pizzaville i'm arlene bonnet for john oakley this is global news radio 640 toronto drive business growth over the long term the liberals are playing santa claus for rich corporations and scrooge for everyday families struggling to get her by today we learned that with his plan the budget will never balance at all from the heart outwards for most of us crime is something we see on the news We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.